Thank you for tuning in to the Wealth Builders podcast. On this episode, we have an excerpt from Billy Epperhart's teaching on organizational mastery at Karis Bible College. Be sure to visit the free download section of our shop at www.wealthbuilders.org to get a free handout for this episode. Enjoy the show. Are you ready to invest in yourself today? Welcome to the Wealth Builders Podcast. Where investment leader Billy Epperhart teaches you how to build wealth through applied biblical wisdom. Scripture says in Deuteronomy 8.18, Remember the Lord, your God, for it is He who gives you the ability to produce wealth. At Wealth Builders, our goal is to teach you how to build wealth through applied biblical wisdom in your finances, your business, and your investments. Now, let's join Billy Epperhart. For any organization to move forward, it needs two things. It needs leadership and it needs management. Page three, it needs leadership and it needs management. Now, the reason that we share that with you, once again, is because in many cases, some people try to bring one or the other, or they try to bring none. So I'll show you what I mean. There's three kinds of people that are typically positioned in an organization. And uh, you can look on page four uh, for the doer piece, but there's usually the leader, the manager, and the doer. And what I find is most of the time, uh, the best small businesses by small business now, we're not talking zero to 500 employees in the classical smaller thousand in the classical sense. We're talking now someone, let's say, with 50 or less employees, in most cases, 10 or less. That's where most small businesses reside. And in most small businesses, the reason they stay small is because the person leading the small business is a doer not a leader or a manager. So a a doer actually likes to do the work. I'm a plumber. I'm going to go plumb. That's a doer. And I have located located people uh, even here in the ministry that like to be doers. So let me say this and see if I can get get your attention a little better. If If you have a call of ministry on your life, of any kind, for any reason. There's a specific call of teaching or preaching the word in some manner or fashion. I want to give you a nugget that's worth the price of the ticket of how much you paid to get in here today. How much did they pay to come? It's free. I don't ever speak anywhere where it's free. Matter of fact, I'm going to run take up an offering right now. Free. Woo. I'm going to get my tennis shoes on because we're going to run. There you go. But this is worth the price of the ticket. We're going to have to up the price, I can tell you. So here's a nugget worth the price of the ticket. The nugget that's worth the price of the ticket, if you have a calling on your life, right, for some type of ministry expression, I want to tell you this. You do not get paid to preach. I know Andrew's an exception in general because of how God's used him, but by far, 99.9% of the people, you don't get paid to preach, you get paid to lead. 
So whether you're in a whatever kind of organization you're in. And the reason, one reason why I want to emphasize that to you is because here at Karis, rightly so, there is a great emphasis on teaching and preaching. And frankly, I love to teach and preach, just so we're clear. So we're not, I'm not despising in any way. But I, I, I have friends who are the greatest, some of the greatest orators and what I call revelators in the world. They can get up and break down a passage of scripture. I, and and I, don't, I don't mean from the old denominational Baptist style. I mean from the charismatic, Holy Ghost, full of the word style. They can get up and break out a scripture or a passage in ways that, I mean, I just sit there in awe. Yet they've got 50 people coming to their church and I'm not criticizing that. I'm saying because I know because they call me for money. You know, kind of in subtle ways. I need to raise 50,000. Would you pray with me about it? Right? At least y'all laugh. That's pretty good. So the point is, is that you don't get paid to be a doer. So I want you to understand that in any organization, there are three kinds of people primarily. There are leaders, there are managers, there are doers. And if you find yourself camped out in the doer spot, I'm going to show this to you. If you find yourself over there, then probably you're not going to be in a position to be able to lead much. So the leader, you can see on the slide. Now, by the way, you notice there is no page number on this slide. This is just an extra here. The leader focuses on people. You see that? The manager focuses on systems and processes. And the doer focuses on tinkering. They tinker. Huh? Because there are certain things like in business, when I run business and building my real estate businesses, I, th there were certain things I loved about real estate. There were certain kinds of things I loved to buy property. So I remember I had some months when I was doing maybe 30 properties a month. My God, I'm acquiring, I'm acquiring, I'm acquiring, I'm buying. And you get up past, you know, you get up pretty in a pretty good mark. You know, you get up pretty high. And all of a sudden you realize, you know what? Somebody is going to have to look after those properties. Now, that's many years ago and much water under the bridge, but I remember the discovery process I went to because there were certain things that I gravitated to. So if you're going to be a Karis uh, extension school or you're going to run an AWM office somewhere in the world, the, the challenge is you've got to be willing to wear two hats. And the two hats that you have to wear <clears throat> is the leader manager. And so, in, in fact, in the E-Myth Revisited, which is in here in the book I reference in this chapter, Michael Gerber says that, that entrepreneurs, he, instead of calling them leader managers, he calls the leader the entrepreneur. Now, I want to say this before I ever read Michael Gerber's book, which we use as a textbook in the business school, before I ever read Michael Gerber's book, the chapter that you have here on Leader Manager had already been written before I ever read it. What was interesting was he verified in his book something that over the years I already discovered through the process of elimination, and that is this, you have to be willing to wear two hats. 
Now let me say something here, and I'll, I want to revisit this a couple of times. Here is, here is the challenge I have seen. I have seen people who have been very successful in corporations. When I say successful, 250000 a year would be kind of a benchmark they would be making in, in the corporate world. And they, they leave their high-paying corporate job and they come into a small church to pastor it. And they're good speakers and they're pretty good leaders. They, most of the time, they kind of know I got to get along with people. I got to love people. I got to, so they kind of have that. Yet you come back and see them and nothing about their ministry, nothing about what they're doing has grown or increased. Yet they were in this high paying corporate position. And when I was younger, I used to go, remember I'm 39. And when I was younger, I used to go, what? what what's the deal? Well, here's what I didn't realize. What I didn't realize was the corporation where they were paid $250,000 a year already had all of the systems and processes in place. So they just simply had to lead the people inside of the system that was already provided. You take military people, and I love the military and our soldiers, but you take military people, there's not better systems any, in any corporation in the world than what's in the military. They got a manual for everything. Is that true? That's true, isn't it? They have a manual for everything. They've identified every system and process. But you take a military person, put them in a small business, put them in a church, put them in a Karis extension, and the manual's not provided. So there has to be both. There has to be leadership and there has to be management. And so right now in the first part of these, these eight hours we have together, or 58, 50 50-minute sessions we have, in those I want you to understand that in some cases the systems here at Karis will be provided. I would say in, in a year or so we're going to have most, most of it's getting ironed out right now and you won't have to be as much of a systems person as you will as a leader. But if you're building anything and what you're building, systems are absent, it will not grow. There's no digestive system. There's no respiratory system. The systems, there's no skeletal system to hold it up. It will not grow. So you have to then go borrow the systems or come hear this teaching. So you have to be willing to wear two hats. You have to wear one called leader and one called manager. And so in that process, sometimes, depending on where you are, there's more of an emphasis on being a manager. And sometimes there's more of an emphasis on being a leader, depending on whether or not systems are present or absent. Everybody still love me? Now, we talked about the fact you have to love me to get to heaven. The Bible's very clear on that. The 20, the 20 uh, business school students know that. We had them sign a pledge at the beginning of the year. They had to love Billy to get to heaven. Now, these two hats, page five, the manager. A manager is a person who concentrates more on work than on people and who operates within established patterns and practices. On page five. So it's a person who concentrates more on work. So everyone just kind of say that with me out loud, work. work. 
So, in other words, he's concentrating, that person, he or she, is concentrating on the actual functions that are needed inside of whatever organization that you happen to be running or leading. And can I say this? There are some functions that are common to any organization. You take finance, for example. Come on, business school students, help me real quick on this one. If you don't have a business model, if you don't have what? Revenue streams. You do not have a business model if you do not have revenue streams. So if we do the business model canvas either today, which I think is scheduled, or we do it later in the week, however, whatever we do, um, one of the things that we emphasize is the importance of having revenue streams. Now, you don't think I'm on point, maybe, but I am. Because for the Keras Extension Schools to be properly innovated, in fact, let me say it to you this way, and I'm not going to charge you anything for this one. You cannot innovate anything in a vacuum. There, a buzzword in business right now is innovation. The problem is if you have no systems in your, in your organization, then just getting systems in is innovation. You know, I always hear people say, well, I came in here and this place is about 35 years old and I'll tell you, they got an archaic way of doing things. Yeah, but here's the kicker. If it's in writing, they at least have a way of doing things. You can't innovate if all of that is absent. It's impossible. So I hear people get up and teach on innovation. So we go pay $3,000 to go to an, in or $5,000 to go to an innovation conference. And we go to an innovation conference talking about innovation, 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 and three-fourths of the people sitting out there don't even have the systems and processes to be innovated at all in their business. They need to provide those and see what works and what doesn't work before you can ever innovate. Thank you for all those enthusiastic amens. <laughs> so it's amazing. We just think we're going to show up and drift to the top of the mountain. Let me tell you something. All good things are upstream. Peyton Manning, his retirement speech, got up and said, and I believe it's true, even if we're a Tom Brady fan in here, we got one, I know. <laughs> got two, three. I don't know the one on the front row. I don't know about the people from Boston if they're Tom or, or uh, Rhode Island or Massachusetts, like the guy here on the front row. But Peyton Manning got up and said, he said, I don't know if I was the most talented quarterback who ever played the game, but he said, I worked harder than anybody else. I'm telling you, you don't drift to the top of the mountain. And people, and people get hurt in ministry, they get hurt in business, they get hurt trying to lead an organization, and you don't realize that when you get hurt, those are opportunities to learn and go back, make it noble failures, Dean Radke says. Learn to fall forward in the process of what you're doing. Don't sit down and suck, say, okay, what do I need to do to get bitter? Because let me tell you, the difference between the word better and the difference between the word bitter is the letter I. You're the one in the center of it, so you've got to learn to get bitter better, not bitter, and in the process you learn how to do what you need to do. So in leading our Karis Bible College Extension schools, you have to wear both hats. So if we provide you the system, which we're doing, then what you must do is implement the system. If you're here and there's other things you're doing and you don't have a system, then you must provide the system. 
Then when it comes to leadership, which we're going to cover here in a little more detail, it's important that you understand you've got to learn how to love and lead people. We hope you learned something of lasting value today from this Wealth Builders podcast. If you'd like any tools, teachings, or resources mentioned in the podcast, you'll find them online at wealthbuilders.org. Wealth Builders exist to teach you how to build wealth through applied biblical wisdom in your finances, your business, and your investments. The Wealth Builders Podcast is produced by Celine Williams with music by Audio Jungle and narration by Greg Hunter. Wealth Builders is a nonprofit organization. We depend on your donations to keep this podcast running. Please consider donating to us on wealthbuilders.org. Thank you for listening to the Wealth Builders Podcast. If you have any questions for Billy Epperhart, please email info at wealthbuilders.org. And if you're interested in furthering your learning, check out Wealth Builders University, our online educational platform at wbuniversity.online. You'll find dozens of courses on a variety of topics from leadership to investment. Thanks again and tune in next time.